Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. As always, you can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, 1 through 7, called The Supreme Principles for Life. Let's turn tonight to Ephesians chapter 5 as we continue to work our way through the letter to the Ephesians. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for this time of worship. Thank you for the people that have come out tonight. Thank you for the beautiful weather that we've enjoyed. Thank you, as Pastor Chris prayed, that your mercies rain down upon us in Jesus Christ and refresh us and bless us. Uh, Tonight we're going to look at probably the greatest reflection of the old man and the new man, and it's captured in one word, love. There's a certain love that reflects the new man or the new nature. There's a certain love, the world's love, that reflects the old nature. There's always a battle between the two. Just like there is a battle between the old man and the new man, so this particular area of life, I think, is probably the supreme um, example of how you're walking, whether we're walking in your love or the world's love. The world's love is always qualified. It's always about what you do for me, then I'll respond. Your love is not that way. And that's what makes it impossible in our flesh to live out. But it is possible through the Holy Spirit. The love of God's been poured out through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And we can manifest that love through him. So tonight, Father, as we look at a subject that tackles the idea of your love and the idea of that pseudo-love, which is captured much of the time in sexual sin, I pray that you would give us clarity, guidance by your Holy Spirit, help us to make the appropriate application, and teach us by your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're in Ephesians chapter 5, and if you look with me at verse 1, you're going to see a connecting word. Therefore, Paul says, be imitators of God as beloved children. Now, whenever we see that word, therefore, it's been suggested that we should ask the question, what is it therefore? And it always takes us back to the previous context. And the immediate verse that we see before us is, This uh, particular verse in verse 32, chapter 4, it says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. And this is an important phrase, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. You can see that the connection is clear in the immediate context that the greatest expression of walking in love, verse 2, is forgiveness. Now, When we look at the difference between the old nature and the new nature, we began to unfold that, and we saw that earlier in chapter 4. Paul said these words. This is verse 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on 24, chapter 4, the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. 
And then we went through some, some contrast between the new nature and the old nature. The new nature wants to be true. The old nature is bound to deception. Uh, and Paul did all these things. He, he talked to, to us about speaking truth. He talked to us about being angry, yet not letting that anger turn into sin. In verse 27, he said, don't give the devil an opportunity. And I had several of you approach me last Wednesday and say to me, you were in my kitchen. <laughs> and what you meant by that is, ouch. That was really personal because unresolved anger and difficulty in terms of how that affects relationships and how that affects my own personal walk is hard. And I think any time that we tackle messages like this and we're talking about things that affect our relationships and things that may be unresolved, you know what, it is hard. But I did say to several of you last week, and this is preaching to myself, that truth is not intended to bind you. Truth is intended to do what? To set you free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But truth is often, it often feels like a surgery that you have to go through, right? They, the truth opens you up, corrects something on the inside of you. And when you're going through both the surgery and then the, the aftermath of surgery, which is healing and all of that stuff, it's painful, it's hard sometimes to look at yourself and say, you know what, I've got some areas to work on. I may have some unresolved anger in my heart, and if I'm letting the sun go down on my anger, you know what, that could be an issue. And, we, and I gave you an image, and this is an image from an Italian household of, if you've ever boiled uh, water on the stove, and we, we cooked a lot of pasta in my house, if you put too much water in the pan, what'll happen is if you leave it unattended, it'll spill over to the stove. And have you ever noticed that boiling water that spills onto your stove makes a total mess and it is really hard to clean up? And that's how boiling anger is. Some of the words we looked at in last week's study have to do with this seething, boiling anger. And when it spills over, it makes a mess of things. But remember that the backdrop of the teaching is it's not intended to put some trip on you and say, you know what, uh, just, you know, it's not a finger pointing thing. It's more a thing about how we can heal with truth. And some of you um, had this on your heart and it may have been articulated. What if I can't resolve the anger with that individual? What if that individual doesn't respond to me? What if that relationship is broken? For example, I've had some situations in my life where something went amiss in a relationship and I tried to reach out to an individual and they would not reciprocate. They, they didn't want to talk to me and they didn't want to go through a healing process. Then what I had to realize is I had to resolve it with God then. And one of the, the, one of the expressions of love that we see in verse 32 is found in these words. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, would you notice, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. This is the solution to unresolved anger, is we have to try to extend forgiveness. And when we're dealing with God and we don't have a chance to do it on a horizontal plane, it becomes difficult for us, but we have to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give this situation to you. I'll tell you an illustration another pastor gave that has spoken to me over the years. He said, sometimes in relationships, it's kind of like how the children of Israel went around the walls of Jericho. 
Sometimes on the seventh time, walls tend to fall down in relationships. But it can take a while. You know, sometimes you have an unresolved issue with somebody and all of a sudden you go, you know, you take a right turn and you decide, I'm going to stop at the market. And who do you run into? That person that you have an unresolved situation with. And then you go, okay, am I going to talk to them or not talk to them? And you could do this and pull your hat down. Or you can say, you know what, maybe this is God giving me a divine opportunity to open the door to a resolution here. And sometimes it's the seven time around that the wall actually comes down in relationships. So sometimes you have to be patient. You always have to be patient. But it says in verse one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Now, because we're connecting the word therefore with verse 32 of chapter four, you can see that one of the ways that we imitate God is in the area of forgiveness. And because the next verse, verse 2, says walk in love just as Christ also loved you, I think all of us as students of Scripture know that the greatest expression of love is forgiveness. That is the greatest expression of love. God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, how, if God has forgiven us in that way, how can we do anything less? If we don't extend forgiveness, since forgiveness is an expression of agape love or agape love, then, then what are we saying? Does the love of God really exist in me if I'm too proud to forgive? Now, I will say this. There are some situations in life where someone has wronged you to such a terrible degree that I would not presume to, to tell you what you should be doing there, sometimes I think it's going to be a process for all of us. Because we can't be disingenuous before God. We can't say, I've forgiven that person when God knows our hearts that we really haven't forgiven that person. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be real before the Lord. And we, sometimes we have to say something like this. And I, I left you with the illustration of Corey Tim Boom, I think last Wednesday, when she said, God, I cannot forgive this man. I can't you're going to have to forgive him through me. And really, when you think about what it means to put on the new nature, that is exactly what we're saying in every situation. I cannot love this way. I cannot forgive this way. Everything in my flesh wants payback, let's be honest. I don't mind it when the guy, bad guy at the end of the movie falls off the building, you know? <laughs> Good for him. He deserves that, right? Right? So, but the Lord says, I will repay. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so we are told in verse one, see the word imitate there? It means to mimic God. It's, it's a Greek word that is mimetes, M-I-M-E-T-E-S. And it's where we get the English word mimic. And it's the idea of copying someone. Now, some of you may say, but how do you copy God? (laughs) You know, it's one thing to copy an individual. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So sometimes we do have a human example. We have another person, we've we've seen them walk through a situation, and we say, okay, they walk through it, they have skin like I do, they're human, maybe I can do this too. Sometimes that's what God provides. But here in the verse, what we're told is to be imitators of God. 
Now, I think all of us realize that we tend to imitate those who have great influence in our lives. We've all realized, I've realized this as a dad, that, that my boys want to imitate me. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. I cannot love this way. I cannot forgive this way. Everything in my flesh wants payback, let's be honest. I don't mind it when the guy, bad guy at the end of the movie falls off the building, you know? <laughs> Good for him. He deserves that, right? Right? So, but the Lord says, I will repay. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so we are told in verse 1, see the word imitate there? It means to mimic God. It's, it's a Greek word that is mimetes, M-I-M-E-T-E-S. And it's where we get the English word mimic. And it's the idea of copying someone. Now, some of you may say, but how do you copy God? (laughs) You know, it's one thing to copy an individual. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So sometimes we do have a human example. We have another person, we've we've seen them walk through a situation, and we say, okay, they walk through it, they have skin like I do, they're a human, maybe I can do this too. Sometimes that's what God provides. But here in the verse, what we're told is to be imitators of God. Now I think all of us realize that we tend to imitate those who have great influence in our lives. We've all realized, I've realized this as a dad, that, that my boys want to imitate me. I tell a story about Shane that's pretty funny from his childhood. I was a, I was a salesman uh, uh, when Shane was a little boy, and I didn't go into full-time ministry until about 13 years ago. And so I was, I was an account executive. That's a glorified salesman. But anyway, so I'd wear a tie every day. But I was also uh, ministering in the church. I was pastoring and working a full-time job at one point, and I was on the drummer on the worship team. 
And so when I would come home, Shane would have a button, one of those clip-on ties on. He would set up a drum set with pots and pans. He'd have his Bible there, one of those kid microphones there, there, and he would have his briefcase. And he would act like, okay, I'm going off to work, and then, okay, we're back, and now we're going to have the church service now. Okay, praise the Lord, and he'd praise the Lord. And then he'd say, okay, open your Bibles to this book of the Bible. And he would imitate me. And, you know, you've, you've all heard the touching songs, you know. Some of them are country songs, and, but it's, Dad, I, I'm watching you. Mom, I'm watching. I'm learning how to do life by mimicking you. And, of course, our kids mimic both the positive things about us <laughs> and the not-so-positive. And usually when they're mimicking the not-so-positive things, it's usually in a public place. You know, this is what my dad said about you. <laughs> you know, shh. All right. All right. So we are to be imitators of God. Now, in a great chapter that many of us are familiar with, if not all of us, the disciples and John uh, were arguing about who was going to be the greatest. And Jesus took the basin of water, he took the towel, and began to wash their feet. And he said, what I'm doing to you, you don't realize, but you will afterwards. He said, you call me master and teacher, and you're right, that's what I am. If I, your master and teacher, washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. Now listen to this. I gave you an example that you should do as I did. Now there is a clear example of how we can mimic God because we can't mimic God's incommunicable attributes. There are certain things about God, his eternality, he's eternal, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful. We can't mimic those things, but we can mimic his, what, what scholars call his communicable attributes. We can love the same way God loves. We can forgive the same way God forgives. Not so much we do it, but as we surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. And so in life, we're going to have these situations. And Jesus said, I've given you an example that you should do as I've done to you. And then he says later, blessed are you if you do these things. In other words, his expectation was, I just didn't wash your feet just to wash your feet. I actually gave you a living example because I'm tired of you, if I could put these words in the Lord's mouth, arguing about who's going to be the greatest. Jesus is getting ready to die, and it's like they've forgotten about him, and they're focused on themselves. And that's what we tend to do in the old man, the old nature. We focus on self. But biblical agape love is not self-love. It's a forgiving love. It's an amazing love because it's, it's a love given not based upon anything that's deserved from the one you choose to love. That's God's agape. He didn't love you because you deserve to be loved. He loved me at the lowest points of my life. And in Ephesians 5.25, in a passage we will get to, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Now, every husband would be candid to say, I fail all the time at doing that. But the times that I fail doing that, it's because I'm not letting Christ love uh, through me. I'm not seeing my spouse through Christ's eyes. So that is the key to this kind of love. And I'm not saying it's an easy love, but here we are in the scripture Robert Falconer tells the story of his witnessing among destitute people in a certain city. 
and of reading them the story of the woman who wiped Jesus' feet with her tears. While he was reading, he heard a loud sob and looked up at a young, thin girl whose face was disfigured by smallpox. After he spoke a few words of encouragement to her, she said, quote, Will he ever come again, the one who forgave this woman? I have heard that he will come again. Will it be soon? Well, he responded, well, he could come at any time. But why do you ask, Falconer replied. After sobbing again uncontrollably, she said, Sir, can't he wait a little while to come? My hair isn't long enough yet to wipe his feet. Give me some time to let my hair grow. That's amazing. See, that's the kind of Savior that we serve uh, you know, everybody was looking around and saying, doesn't he know what kind of woman that is? Doesn't he, doesn't he know who she is? What did Jesus say? Yeah, I know who she is. But from the moment I came in here, she hasn't stopped crying. She hasn't stopped wiping my feet with her hair. What have you done? What kind of, what kind of love did you show? And then he said, you know, he who is forgiven much loves much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Some of the greatest warriors that have ever existed in the church of Jesus Christ have been those who have been forgiven much. They love much. They understand what Christ has done for them, and so they don't walk around with some sort of pride. The only reason I'm standing here is because when I was about 20 years old, the Lord reached into the cesspool of my sin and set my feet on solid ground. I don't want to forget that. Because the moment I forget that, I become prideful. And I start thinking that I deserve, you know, uh, the position I'm in, or I deserve the, the, the love that I get from God. No, no. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And so, therefore, be imitators of God, notice, as beloved children. We have to remember that we are beloved children. And as I mentioned, beloved children, you know, who have a good example in their parents, they, they love to mimic Um, what we do and how we walk and we need to be cognizant of that and walk in love just as Christ loved you Now, the only way we can do that as I mentioned before is to have the power of the Holy Spirit to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge and to be filled up to all the fullness of God remember that great benediction prayer we looked at and we said is it possible that we could be filled up to all the fullness of God yes and when it happens guess what it's going to overflow to others. You've been listening to The Supreme Principles for Life, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 7. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, as Paul gives principles for life, he says there's things that shouldn't be named among us. Immoral, uh, immorality, impurity, greediness, uh, and the like. And you might say, well... (laughs) But what if I fall to that? What if I've been greedy? What if I've had an impure thought? What if I um, have blown it or told a dirty joke or laughed at one? Am I doomed? No. 
hear, hear this, brethren, and I think this is really how it works. This has been my experience. Little by little, you will lose your taste for those things. It's not that you're being a prude in quotes. It's just that it's not who you are anymore. See, I didn't have to necessarily say, you know what, today I'm making a declaration that I'm not going to curse anymore. I didn't have to do that as a young Christian because the Lord just started changing my heart. And the more things of the kingdom went into my heart, that's what started coming out of my mouth. That's what my eyes wanted to partake in. It's not, brethren, I'm not saying it's not a struggle, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. We're all going to struggle. But but I think what you can know is that even if you've been failing uh, quite a bit lately, you're a born-again believer, and if you feel conviction, it's because you belong to him. And even if you get a little discipline, it's because you belong to him. And you you are going to mature. You're going to grow. Don't give up. Now, if you need some prayer or some encouragement, we have a number that you can call. We have pastors available, 9 to 4 uh, Pacific Time at 844-48-TRUTH. That's Tuesday through Fridays, 9 to 4 Pacific Time, 844-48-TRUTH. If you need a pastor to pray with you, uh, you need to talk a little bit, we're here, 844-48-TRUTH. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow for part three of The Supreme Principle for Life. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. And thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a partner of at least $5 a month? Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, called The Supreme Principles for Life. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.